girlfriend. Hi, friends. Welcome. This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. All right, it's all a choice. The sun will come up tomorrow and you might have the same job, the same issues, the same rut, and the same story, or at least the story you tell yourself. But maybe not. What if you mix in some passion, purpose, and some EQ. So welcome to Girlfriend It. This is Patty Wyatt, and I will be your host today as we talk about why emotional intelligence is so important and how we can lean into tweaking some of our habits and get into best practices to change some of those habits. Uh, Right now, during a worldwide pandemic, we are living in an extraordinary season of our lifetime. And It's actually a little exciting, even though you can't really say that because there's some horrific things that that have taken place um, due to COVID. But we will be talking about this in our history books uh, for, for decades and generations. And with that talk and chatter, people have expressed strong and conflicting opinions. We have polarized uh, views. There is political and social conflict and personal and interpersonal disagreements. Lots of judgment seems to be taking place, which is leading to compartmentalizing our relationships and perhaps not showing up on our best side. So losing sight of what we were created to do. So today I'd like to take the next 20 minutes or so and invite you to lean in to some applicable EQ tips so we can start showing up, influencing others, perhaps inspiring others, and changing the story you tell yourself. Get out of your rut and make a choice for tomorrow to be radically extraordinary. So I'm going to start with what is EQ? And we don't have a guest today. I am interviewing myself. I am going to be talking about EQ because this is a topic I train over and over and over again. And I find it fascinating. I know um, the more more I train, the more I realize um, how much I need it myself. So if you have a pen handy... Draw four quadrants on a piece of paper paper, and then label them. Four quadrants, you're going to label them. Number one, the first quadrant, self-awareness. Number two, self-management. Number three, social awareness. And number four, relationship management. Okay, so you have those four quadrants. And as you look at them, it's pretty self-explanatory. The self-awareness, how do we show up to the world? Are you the chihuahua that's bouncing off the walls with stress and anxiety and you make people nervous just being around you? Or are you the swan gliding across the waters? Uh, you know, your your little duck feet or whatever they are, your swan paddles are paddling like crazy underneath the water. Um, and, but you're, you're, you're going there with passion and purpose. But For other people, it looks like 
you've got you've got it under control. You've figured this out. You're leading well. The second quadrant is self-management. Do you know your stress signature? Like how how would a loved one share to somebody what you do when you're stressed out? Like are you hyper-focused on details. I know for me, I like to clean up whatever clutter is around me if I'm stressing out about something, or I might go off on a squirrel, you know, rabbit trail. Um, Next thing I know, I should be studying for uh, whatever I'm training next, but now I'm on Amazon buying, um, I don't know, recently I looked up mouthwash dispensers and I realized what am I doing like I I must be really stressed out because I really don't need a mouthwash dispenser from Amazon but here I am so know your stress signature Uh, can you control your stress are you able to adapt and be resilient do you have a positive outlook on life where you are grateful. You wake up in the morning and you're thinking about what you're grateful for. Um, And are you solution focused? So the third quadrant is social awareness. Are you listening to others? Do you have empathy? You know, what is your organizational awareness? And the last quadrant is relationship management. How are you influencing others? Do you have someone in your life that you, you're coaching or you're mentoring? How are you dealing with conflict yourself? Do you have amazing relationships? You've had relationships ever since, you know, growing up. You have your friends from elementary school, high school, college. Or do you run from groups? Are you running from those relationships? And you look around and you're, you're in a place of maybe feeling lonely. Um, you're isolated. Uh, how how are you dealing with those relationships? Do you inspire others? Or when they see your name pop up on their phone, they're literally like, oh, I'm dreading this conversation. So now that we've gone into a little bit more depth of what is EQ, if you have your pen handy, write down or just pause and think on a scale of one to 10, How self-aware are you? So just think about it. How self-aware are you? 10 being I'm very self-aware and one, I I don't have a filter at all. I don't know how I come across to people. I don't know. I'm not aware of the tone that I set in a room. I'm just oblivious. So hopefully you have that. You wrote it down or you're thinking about it. So the next question is, What is the percentage of people that are self-aware? So if you're taking notes, do you think it's 50%, 75%, 95%? And that answer is 95% of people would say that they are self-aware. They would score, like put an eight down or a nine down or a 10 on that skill. But in reality, only 50 15% are, um, I I, I would say only 15% score uh, high on EQ. So how did you rate? Were you like most people and gave yourself a really high score? I know, like I said earlier, I considered myself very self-aware, 
I I thought, yeah, you know, socially, um, I'm I'm pretty confident. And then as I began training classes on EQ, the more research and the more information I gained about emotional intelligence or your EQ, the more I realized I need a lot of work. In other words, I have a pretty tainted filter. And one thing my husband would always say is you, you, um, <laughs> you don't have the shame gene. Like I'll just do things and not, and not realize maybe what I just did. And we get a good laugh or I, I should say he gets a good laugh out of it. But how does EQ help us get excited? I started uh, this podcast with getting up. The sun will come up tomorrow. How, how do we use this to be excited, to be inspired, to be motivated? Why is EQ so important? And are you, are you leading? Are you influencing your coworkers, your family, um, those relationships around you? It matters. It is powerful. UCLA research shows 7% of leadership success is due to intellect or our IQ. The rest um, results from your EQ. So if 7% is our IQ, that means your social skills, the ability to build rapport, the ability to manage those relationships around you. Um, that means, you know, listening with empathy, um, being self-motivated. That all makes up 93% of how we are showing up, which is interesting because we put so much focus on our IQ. I know, you know, as a parent, you are continuously thinking, okay, I want my kid to be smart. I want to, you know, teach him how to read. I'm throwing books at them. Like we're, we're so focused on the IQ. And yet in the school systems, we really don't do a whole lot to focus on the EQ, to help people with their social skills and their empathy. Uh, so a few more questions. Around what age, and this is going to hopefully make you really stop and pause, around what age is your IQ established? Okay, first question. What about your personality? When do you think that is set? Third question. When do you think your reasoning or your problem solving, at what age would you say that that takes place? And um, that one's kind of a hard question because people are thinking, oh, problem solving when you're, I don't know, when you're five and you're playing with blocks or whatever. But although you can keep stretching this through critical thinking, there is more of a set time when your brain is somewhat developed. So when do you think that that reasoning or problem solving when that one is developed? And the last question, when do you think your EQ is established? So think of that. Hopefully you wrote those answers down. And here we have it. The answers are, drum roll, your EQ, I'm sorry, your IQ is established at birth. Whoa, right? Give or take a few brain cells. But basically, your IQ is established at birth. Now, some people will argue that and say, uh, no, you can, you know, you can get smarter. You, yeah, we can study, but it really doesn't change what our IQ um, is. Your personality is set at 19 
and your reasoning or your problem solving, that's when your your brain is somewhat developed, is at 25. So the last answer, this is the good news, because we have birth IQ, personality 19, problem solving at 25, and then your EQ continues to develop and grow. So we can change this. We don't have to get stuck and go, oh, yeah, no, I'm horrible. I'm an introvert. I'm, you know, I'm just continuously making these excuses of, you know, socially I'm awkward. It's like, no, we can lean into this. We can look and go, where do I need to grow in this area? If I'm looking at these four quadrants, how can I... Um, you know, make some of this applicable to creating these habits. Now, remember, a habit usually takes around 21 to 30 days. So what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing so I can develop my EQ and I can show up and set the tone differently than what I do right now currently? So once again, being self-aware is the strongest force behind leadership and personal excellence. And we can always be working on it. We can create this better practice to create habits so we can show up well. And we can show up and impact others in a positive way. That way we're not waking up in the morning just going, here I am with my ordinary life, my ordinary day, my ordinary personality, you go, no, I was created for something bigger. I, I am wired to make a difference, to figure out my purpose, passionately move forward, and really have an impact on those people around me. So I'm going to go into some tips here. And this information is a combo uh, of the book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury. And also another book that I've done a lot of research from, it was a bestseller, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. And that one's by Daniel Goleman. So we can read about all of this daily, right? Day after day, we can pick up this book and try to, you know, self-help books. But if we don't believe it and we don't live it, then it's not really going to make a difference. So how can we take these tips and tricks and truly make a choice to change in our daily? So let's discuss one thing we can tweak for each quadrant that we talked about already. So starting with quadrant one, self-awareness, how can we become more self-aware? So uh, coming from the airline industry and doing corporate training there for over a decade. We say it over and over again, and most of you have heard that, heard this if you've traveled at all, put your oxygen on first. Make sure you are healthy. Make sure that you are breathing in that mindfulness, like truly uh, get up in the morning, think of things that you're grateful for, do some exercise, drink water with lemon in it if possible if I know some of you might hate lemon but do something that's really good for you to start out your day do affirmations have your quiet time um, visualization of what your day is going to look like 
journal, even if it's just one minute to journal by um, dictating into your phone in, in the notes. So do, do these little one minute miracles and make sure that you're healthy and you're breathing in uh, to, to be the best you. Do you remember what movie or book this is from? And if you if you do, just like shout it out. If you're driving in the car, if you're on your walk, shout it out as soon as it comes to you. So I'm going to quote it. I can tell you the license plate numbers of all six cars outside. I can tell you that our waitress is left-handed and a guy sitting at the counter, and the guy sitting at the counter weighs 215 pounds and knows how to handle himself. I know the best place to look for a gun is in the cab of the gray truck outside. And at this altitude, I can run flat out for a half mile before my hands start shaking. So were you able to, to shout it out? It was Jason Bourne from Bourne Identity. And I remember reading this book and literally fantasizing about what life would be like as a rogue agent. Like if you could... Um, if you were that aware of what was going on around you and yet alone what your capacity is, like what your strengths look like, if you were truly that aware of knowing your limitations, knowing you know your weaknesses, uh, you knew the effect you had on, on others. So pause there. Look around you. Notice when you are interrupting people. Notice when you are hijacking a conversation. Notice when you are being narcissistic and only talking about yourself. This is a big deal, especially now when we're not socializing in this pandemic life. Uh, we're, we're not being around people. So when we finally get around other humans, we're like dumping 5,000 words all in, in 30 minutes. So pause and think, am I staying curious with those people around me, with the people I love, uh, or am I just doing a word dump, you know, throwing up on them? So ask yourself, how am I showing up to the world? What areas can you identify that you need to be aware of? Okay, moving on to let's peek at quadrant two, self-management. So the question, do you push snooze every morning? Do you have your cell phone right there underneath your pillow where you're waking up at one o'clock and checking your text messages, checking your emails? What does your self-management look like? Uh, are you launching out of bed? What are you telling your brain? Your brain has a mind of its own. If you, uh, well, I'm, I'm just basically saying if, you're, you're lying to yourself if you think I'm pushing the snooze button just because that's just how I wake up, okay? You're also telling your brain, I'm not excited about the day. I don't wanna face the day. So how are you leading others, influencing others, if that's how you're influencing and leading yourself? Once again, are you grumpy pants? How, how are you waking up? How you wake up is a choice. So my mom would say, as you wake up, think about how you can be the host. No matter where you are, act as if it is your party. Launch yourself into your day. Be prepared in advance. Make everyone around you feel comfortable. 
serve others. Don't expect people to come in and have a conversation with you or, you know, you sit there and go, oh, I can't believe so-and-so didn't talk to me. I can't believe I did that Zoom meeting and they never asked me a question. Like you lean in, you stay curious, you create the space and the ambiance and the environment for that to happen. Go out of your way to connect other people. Find out how you are dealing with stress. Be aware of how you're managing your own stress. If, if you're taking notes right down, I mean, right now, if you can, write down or just think about it in one word, how are you feeling? What, what emotion is taking place right now? Are you feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, rage? Do you feel joyful, happy, excited? And some of you might be thinking, why is that so important? You just jumped from being the host to uh, managing my stress and writing down one word, you know, what, what are my emotions? It's so important to know your own emotions. High capacity, um, influential leaders are aware of how they are feeling. When we are self-aware, then we can self-manage. And it changes the way we show up. It changes our level of anxiety and it lowers the uh, cortisol drip. So there is stress reduction. It helps us be more creative and innovative to where we're not in the fight or flight mode. So when we can practice getting in the habit of knowing your emotions and feeling how those emotions are affecting you, even just physiologically, all of a sudden, I couldn't get that word out. Uh, when we know where we're feeling those emotions in our body, like how we're dealing with that stress, are you feeling it in your chest? Are you? Do you get headaches? Um, are you able to read your body so you can manage your emotions? And some of you might have heard me say this um, on an earlier podcast, or be able to name it, claim it, and then tame it. So name that emotion and then claim it. Why? Why am I feeling so frustrated? Why, when I put my head down on the pillow at night, am I looping this conflict in my head, this conversation with so-and-so or um, these thoughts that I just can't turn off? Why am I so frustrated? How am I claiming this conflict so I can tame it? So I can know what to do with it. So I can know how to let it go. So name it, claim it, tame it. All right. The third quadrant, social awareness. And a tip here is listen, 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 listen. Such a great skill that we can all enhance. So I'm going to give you some homework for tonight. A homework assignment. Ask somebody. Uh, somebody that you're you're around today, a coworker, a family member, a spouse, whatever, ask them three open-ended questions, such as if I were to ask Ben, um, my producer, hey, Ben, how was your day? And he responds with, it's fine. So now I have to be challenged and ask three open-ended questions. So I would say, okay, Ben, on a scale of one to 10, what does that look like to you? And he says, I don't know, Patty, a three. 
Then I have to go, all right, well, what would bring that three up to an eight or a nine tomorrow? What would have to happen for your day to be better than just fine? So take a look at your everyday conversations and paraphrase what people are saying. Ask these open-ended questions. Get into the habit of truly caring and then listening empathically so you can be socially aware of how you're setting the tone and not being so narcissistic every day. Um, and then we wonder why we're lonely and, and feeling isolated. So, all right, we only have three more minutes left. So I'm going to quickly go into our last quadrant. What tip do we have for our relationship management? With the core here, I, I believe, is conflict management. I feel that uh, we, we struggle with how we deal with conflict. So there's a great book out there, Crucial Conversations, author Joseph Grinney shares a great story of how we can change the outcome by changing the story. And there are three parts to the story. We have the victim, the villain, and then being helpless. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to quickly just give you a, a scenario. Let's say you take your daughter, your 13 year old daughter and her friends to Disneyland and you're already spending way too much money on this quick little adventure to the happiest place on earth. But while you're there, she begs you for this white Disneyland sweatshirt that you pay an astronomical price for. And you know you can get the same one at Walmart for $10, right? Uh, the next thing you know, you go grab lunch and you're sitting outside and they are slurping this, this spaghetti noodle. Spaghetti sauce is dripping, just splattering all over this brand new sweatshirt that you just paid a zillion dollars for. And what are you? what are your thoughts right now? And remember, 80% of our thoughts are coming up through our amygdala and they're negative thoughts. So we have to work. It's a choice to make them a positive thought. So it's natural for us to get angry. And we're looking at her going, you're ungrateful. I feel dis disrespected. You're acting like a spoiled, entitled brat. So we need to do something here with our brain to put it back into the cognitive mode, such as asking ourselves powerful questions. And that's why it's so important to practice asking those open-ended questions daily so when conflict comes around, our brain is ready for it. So asking questions, questions such as, what do I want out of this relationship? Um, do I want to ruin the day? What would it look like if I changed the story in my mind? Because right now you're in the victim mode and your daughter is the villain. She is definitely evil right now. So ask a powerful question, and it might be as simple as, hey, do, do you see what is happening to your sweatshirt? <laughs> and what would that look like when your daughter looks down and she is truly remorseful? She's horrified that she has ruined this brand new zillion dollar sweatshirt, right? We change the vibe, we change the outcome of the day, we change the relationship just by asking a powerful question. All right, there you have it. It is your choice. And thank you for being with us today as we talk about your EQ. Go out there and influence others. 
Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.